business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 Chai FM. It's five minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. One thing that everybody is affected by one way or another is either a family member or people themselves growing old and realizing that they now need care. They need to go into a living environment that takes care of them, that is a little bit more secure and that has different options when it comes to medical treatment, comes to lifestyle, comes to exercise. And those are the challenges that people who are getting old always face. The biggest concern often is about the affordability of these places. Um, there are many of them in South Africa. There are many of them in Johannesburg. But yet affordability becomes one of those stumbling blocks, one of those barriers to entry. And we know that within our own Jewish community, we have the Hebrew Kedisha, which takes care of every single elder person should they need help and are not able to afford it. But yet those who are able to afford it really have to come to the party and, you know, and pay their, pay their way. But then, as most things in South Africa, there is always somebody who comes up with a different model, somebody who comes up with a different way of looking at things. And on the line with me is Philip Froome, who's the Monarchs co-founder. Philip, welcome to Chai FM. Hi, Avi. Thank you so much. Great to be with you today. Great. Philip, why would you consider yourself somebody that is a disruptor in this market? Well, Avi, first of all, I think, um, you know, if you look at the landscape in South Africa uh, specifically, is the over 60-year-olds is the fastest growing age category uh, in South Africa. I mean, there's an estimate put out by statistics uh, that our elderly population are expected to double by the year 2040 to 2050. And in South Africa, there's a lot of different old age homes, as they, as they used to be called. But these old age homes, with the negative connotation of that word, has always really previously been serviced by welfare agencies, NPOs, NGOs, church groups, etc., um, and they haven't always provided possibly the, the, the best and, uh, and cleanest and uh, most comfortable care. So you've got that on the one hand of the spectrum. And then on the other hand, uh, on, on, the, on, the, on the other side of the scale, you've actually got some beautiful new private player entrants that have uh, focused on some stunning new high-end developments that are, that are really magnificent uh, that I think you and I would, would like to go and move in today as well on golf courses, etc. cetera. Um, and these developments are stunning. Unfortunately, though, they are uh, unaffordable for, for many people and, and for many retirees. So Monarchs has really come into the market to try and bridge that gap. And our vision is to, is to offer retirees uh, beautiful facilities, comfortable facilities, uh, with the comfort of having care, but at very affordable prices. Philip, the one thing that I, when I read the press release that just didn't make sense to me, is that the location of, your, of, of this Monarch, this particular um, estate, is in Bryanston. 
That's one of the most high-end area suburbs in Johannesburg. I know I have clients out in Boxburg, Benoni, in beautiful estates there, and I know what they paid for those units. How have you got the balance right? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, in fact, in fact it's um, one of our challenges is the fact that we're offering a much more affordable product in Branston. So you hit, you hit the nail on the head. The, the, the reason is Branson, as you say, is a, is a great suburb. Um, it's, it's a great location and is, and is typically considered to be, you know, a luxury kind of suburb at high-end prices. But what we've been able to do is purchase a property in Branston, uh, in Hobart Road, just off the main William Nickel Road. And, and that's another trend, by the way, where a lot of retirees are really looking to be living in urban areas and close to families. And what we've managed to do is to change the model slightly in that the, the facilities, the rooms that we're offering are a lot smaller. So our room sizes for the retirees are typically smaller than you would typically find in other developments. And that's enabled us, obviously, then to bring the costs down for the retirees. So what, uh, what, we've, what we've developed is a beautiful uh, unit that's got a kitchenette, a bath, its own bathroom, uh, beautifully furnished, but they're really studio-type units. And then with beautiful, big, common areas uh, and lush gardens for the residents to enjoy. And our thinking is, you know, a resident, um, we, we want the residents to be up and about and not only stuck in their units uh, and hence uh, can be small and contained and rather use the facilities. And that's really enabled us through our model to be, to be able to offer these more affordable prices. Philip, let's take a quick break. We need to run to adverts quickly. We'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. On the line with me is Philip Froome, Monarch co-founder. Philip, can you hear us clearly? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, you know, Philip, just to sort of hone in on, on the point you made before that you're, you're able to offer more affordable units simply because you brought the size down. From what I'm understanding from you, it's really just a living space. It's not a place with a lounge and a dining room and a kitchen so that, um, you know, it's more of a communal living type of idea. Uh, well, have you actually, so so we've got 84 units available uh, at our property in Monarchs. Each unit is self-contained and its own unit for that resident or a couple. And our, and our units range in size from a studio unit from as small as 20 square meters to a two bedroom unit of around 60 square meters. But each unit has its own bedroom from the smallest unit available, has its own unit, its own kitchenette for the retirees and residents to use, its own private bathroom and space, even in the small units, believe it or not, for a sitting area and for family and friends to come and sit. So that's each contained self unit. And then over and above that, then we've got the big lounge, dining room, gym, gardens, etc., as common facilities for all the residents to enjoy. So you've obviously just hit the nail on the head. There's a few questions coming through. Um, um, Jerry wants to know if I say so if I join your um, estate at Monarch, will I be forced to buy a certain amount of meals per month from the dining room? Jerry, thanks for your question. Um, no, you're not. In fact, the way we've also structured, maybe I'll just take a step back, Ivy, if I can there, before I answer that question directly. Basically, at Monarchs, what we also do is we offer our residents the option of either renting a unit 
on the one hand or purchasing a life right. So we give both both options uh, and the flexibility depending on the financial situation uh, of the resident. So they can choose. And then there is a monthly levy to pay for the living costs. Um, there, we do not force uh, residents to purchase meals. We do have a kitchen on premise that provides meals to those residents who elect to have the, the, the meals taken from the kitchen. But Jerry, if you if you can cook and uh, we'd like to use your own kitchen in, in your residence, that's absolutely fine. And you're not charged extra for any meals. In fact, we allow residents to tick and say if they want one meal, two meals, three meals a day at their election or no meals. Fantastic. Um, Tammy's got a question. Um, my mother is old and frail and is very unhappy where she is simply because there's no outside space and very little interaction with other people. But she needs full-time care. Does your, um, does your retiree home offer full-time care or do we need to arrange it privately? Uh, thanks for the question, Sammy. We do arrange full-time care. Um, and again, we have options uh, and we cater for residents across the scale, those who are independent in their living, uh, monarch senior living caters for, as well as those who need a little bit of a, what we call assisted living, which is assistance with their uh, daily activities like dressing, getting out of bed, helping to bath, and that kind of falls into the assisted living category. And then we've got full-time care, which the industry typically calls frail care, but um, which, which we believe is more of a negative connotation, but, but we, we give full-time care and we, we have a model of aging in place where that care can be provided in the, in the person's uh, room, in the resident's room. So we're not schlepping and moving the residents out into a central frail care uh, uh, facility. They have the dignity in their own room where care is taken care of them. And, and that can be from uh, full-time care to half-day care, depending on each individual resident's specific needs. So no, Tammy, you wouldn't have to provide additional care. We, we would offer to that to you as a service. Okay. And then there's a question that Meishi is asking, which I think is on everybody's minds. Meishi is asking, could you please break down this life right concept for me? Um, I'm looking to move into a retirement place in the next two to three years. And I do not, I cannot get my head around the concept of paying for something only for the amount of years that I live. How does it work? It's a great question, Mesh. And, and the, the concept of a life right is actually unique to retirement homes and senior living facilities. The way a life right essentially, what a life right really means is that a person is buying the right to stay in the unit that, they, uh, that they're purchasing the life right for, for the remainder of their life. So that life right is, is protected in law um, by, by, uh, by an act called the, the, the Housing Schemes for Retired Persons Act. Um, and a person is buying the right to stay in that unit for the rest of their life. Now, the, they don't become the owner of the unit. They're protected in terms of staying in that unit for the rest of their life and a title deed endorsement. But the benefit of a life right is if you pay 100 rand for that life right, um, you don't pay any further rentals for the rest of your life. And on exit, if a person uh, unfortunately, God forbid, passes away or they leave the facility, a percentage of that life right is refunded back to the resident. With a monthly rental, you pay a monthly rental, but when you leave the, the estate, 
uh, there is no refund back. So with the life right, you're securing the right to stay in that unit, you and your partner, to the extent you've got a partner for the remainder of your life. And on exit, your estate will get a refund back uh, to, to your estate, depending on the, how long you stayed in that unit. And in a monarch's uh, environment, and every facility is different, we refund between 70 and 100% back to the resident's family or the resident to the extent they need. So what, what's, what's the variable that it depends on, whether it's 70 or 100? It's the number of years you stay in the, the estate, Abby. So if you exit, okay. the longer you stay in the estate, uh, the less the, the, the refund. Uh, so, for example, within a year, you may get 90 to 100% back over two years, 80%, three years and longer, 70%. Yes, but then the member is still r responsible for their levies, correct? Correct. So the levies is always over and above anything, uh, whether it's a property you purchase or senior living residence, whether you purchase a property, you buy a life right or a rental, there is a levy that every senior living facility would need to charge that resident. And a levy, again, comes, you know, we all associate levy, levies with uh, that negative connotation of a tax and I'm being charged for something that I don't use. But um, in, in our environment, if you think about it, or if someone's staying at home and they're not in a senior living facility, there are so many hidden costs that you're paying for at home. Uh, your rates and taxes, your building insurance, your maintenance. You know, if, you, if some of you want to hang up a picture on your wall or fix something to call someone out, there's a fee. The levies and monarchs cover a range of different fees. It's a, it's a standard fixed uh, levy, and that covers all the things like building insurance, rates and taxes, the support, nurses on call, uh, general management, a concierge service, entertainment, um, and covers a lot of the costs that a person's probably paying already currently in their own home. We can speak a bit, about, a bit more about that a bit later. Great. Philip, we need to take another break, as you've just said. And I know you're short of time, so Craig, take us to the shops quickly. We'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. Philip, coming back to you. So I'm just going to jump straight into the questions because I've got a funny feeling we've got more questions in time. The obvious question is here. What about pets? <laughs> That's a great question. So, uh, again, every senior living facility has their own house rules and and um, and uh, conduct rules. At Monarchs, we actually uh, we allow pets. Um, we welcome pets. Obviously, I mean, we've got a whole pet policy. We won't accept big, scary Rottweilers, but we do accept uh, household-friendly pets. Okay, so that's, I think, quite important, especially as someone gets older, that they, they, they need someone to, to look after for um, some companionship. Something that I want to touch on because I've had it a few times with different clients is what happens if someone has bought a, a life right and they've paid for it, everything is going swimmingly, and then they outlive their money. All of a sudden, they're now getting challenges paying the levy, paying the living costs, and but they've got the life right. What, what's your plan over there? How do you manage that challenge? It's a great question, Abby. So, um, and, and actually one of the advantages of a life right, um, which I'll come to in a second, is, so first of all, um, obviously every every uh, resident has to fill in an application form and we ensure, you know, we don't just take the money of the life right. We want to have comfort that the family or the, 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 the senior resident has the ability to afford their levies. But surprises, you know, we may have done that homework and everyone thinks everything's okay and surprises often happen uh, later on in life and uh, things can change financially. And thank God people are living a lot longer and a lot more active. 
in the unfortunate circumstance where someone's bought a life right from us in our scenario, um, and they've been paying their monthly levies and something happens down the road and they can't afford their monthly levies anymore, the life right gives us the ability to potentially subtract the levies from the life right that they've already paid. And in that scenario, on one day on exit, we would um, refund back to the estate or to the family the lower of the, the lower life right price after levies have been deducted. It's not ideal, um, but it is actually one of the advantages of the life right structure. Okay, the the next question that's come here is I travel overseas a lot and I'm really looking for something that they could refer to as a lock up and go. Number one, does Monarch offer that? And number two, would I be able to get regular lifts to the airport and be collected back when I arrive? Yes, so Monarch is a senior living facility. Um, as I was saying earlier, each unit is self-contained. Uh, it's personal to that unit with their own keys. So absolutely, it's lock up and go. Um, if you if you want to uh, stay there for a few nights, leave, and you, you're very active and traveling, no problem. That's that's absolutely fine as if you were in any other home. Um, we do offer shuttle service for residents. Um, typically, that shuttle service uh, and the concierge service is to surrounding to the surrounding mall. We, this happens to be a mall just up the road for appointments. Um, and that, that's offered twice a week. To the airport, we haven't had that request, but we can always look at, at, uh, at, at making a plan for airport trips. Great. Philip, just take us through it um, briefly. How long have you been involved in this particular development and what are your plans for the future? Great, thanks, Abby. So, so we launched, uh, we bought the property and have developed the Monarchs property in, in Branston for the past year. Uh, we actually went to market this year in terms of selling and marketing our units. Um, as I said earlier, we've got 84 units. It's, the development is complete. Um, and we actually are we already operational. We have residents living, sleeping, eating, and being entertained currently today at Monarchs. We have a full-time staff complement at Monarchs um, with care workers, nurses, uh, and admin support. So, so Monarchs in Branston is really our first development in the senior living space. Uh, the team of founders manage uh, numerous properties uh, in other areas in the property sector. Senior, this is our first senior living development, um, but with you know financed uh, by, by credible parties like Investec um, that have done their due diligence, etc. So Monarchs Branston is operational today uh, with senior living residents, and our plan is to hopefully grow out this Monarchs brand and open new senior living facilities around Gauteng and other areas as well, adopting the same model where we can offer modern, trendy, warm, comfortable uh, senior living spaces in a at, at an affordable price point. And, and taking care of, of residents' needs. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, the, we always speak about care and finances, which are the two biggest concerns for any person as, as we grow older. But for families as well, to give families the peace of mind, you know, mom and dad often struggle from an admin perspective and tech su support. And as we get older, these things become more and more stressful for us. And, you know, a, a person staying in a, mon in, in a senior living facility, whether it's Monarchs or any, one of, or any other uh, credible facility, also has the support of, of not just care, not just finances, um, not just company, not just entertainment, but actually admin and tech support as well. And we call that concierge services, which, which is there on their door, doorstep, which is also a big help uh, for the families and for the senior living residents. So yeah, we're excited by the space we're in and we're looking to hopefully grow the brand. Um, Philip, Anna's got a very 
sad question, I suppose. Um, and it says, hi, thanks for the show. My mom lives in the facility at the moment. She's on full-time oxygen. The challenge is every time there's load shedding, her oxygen supply is at risk. What has Monarch done to ensure that a resident who is, in, who is on oxygen will not have to worry when the power is cut? Uh, thanks for that question. So we, we've set up and developed Monarchs to have full redundancy and full backup solutions, both in terms of power and in terms of water. So, so we have uh, backup power, backup water uh, facilities, uh, independent of, uh, of, of, uh, of the council and, and the city. So, wow, well, that's, that's, that's quite a big thing. I mean, that must have been something that you really had to spend a lot of time planning because it's crucial. The last thing you need is the whole place to go dark and not people not to be you know, not be able to see, plus not to be able to work machinery that they need for their day-to-day -day living. Hundred percent, and even more so, so critical in a senior living facility. Okay, then just just from my point of view, um, the levies that you've worked out now going forward, what do you expect the annual increase to be on those levies? If so somebody can uh, try and work it out. Sure. So actually, uh, what's great about a life right, and in fact, also in our model, is you have to, uh, which is great for, um, for, for residents, is you have, to out, you have to outline for the senior living residents exactly what their levies will be payable for the following three years. So at Monarchs, if you had to join Monarchs, and, and again, any other credible uh, retirement home, you know exactly what you're paying uh, in terms of levies currently, as well as for the next two years. So it takes out any surprises uh, and increases. Thereafter, after the three years, obviously levies will typically increase by inflation. Uh, also, just to say is that, um, you know, we certainly don't make any money out of the levies. That's not what we're looking to make up. The levies are really to cover the operating costs and the care for the residents. And uh, the, the money, quite frankly, for, for senior living developers and operators is made out of the life rights initial sale of the property and the rental yield on the property. The levies, it's in, in the operator's interest to keep that as well, as low as possible, uh, but enough to cover the costs and to give uh, the residents the quality of life that they deserve. Philip, before I let you go uh, now, I know I'm pushing the envelope, but two things. Just let us know what um, the cost, the entry cost would be to get into a unit and how people get hold of you. Great. Thanks, Abby. So I'll answer the second question first because I'll probably forget to say it. Um, you can check out Monarchs on the website, uh, monarchs with an s.co.za. You can email us at info at monarchs.co.za. Our life right and rental prices range. Our cheapest life right unit is 490,000 Rand. The one benefit um, of a life right that I didn't say earlier is that you don't pay any VAT or transfer duty on a life right. So it often also makes it a lot cheaper than purchasing a unit. So our cheapest life right unit is 490,000 Rand. Um, it ranges to a maximum of 1.3 million Rand for the bigger units. And our average life right price is 700,000 Rand. So it really is affordable in a, in a great suburb, as, as we said earlier. The rentals average at about eight and a half thousand rand a month. Avi, our cheapest rental, uh, if I can recall, is around six thousand seven hundred rand a month. And so that's the rentals and life right prices, and then you pay your monthly levy. You know, Philip, just from the the work I've done with my own clients, those prices sound really, really attractive. And I'll just encourage everybody to go have a look. Obviously, you get what you pay for, but please go around and have a look. Um, 
and see whether it suits you, whether it suits your loved ones. Philip, one last question. Obviously, I was waiting for this one to come in. Do you have kosher catering? <laughs> well, so, 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 you know, it's so funny, Abby. When we set it up in Brownston, um, we, we were a little bit naive. We thought... Um, that you know, we're catering for the whole market, not specifically for the Jewish market as we are today. And uh, just anecdotally, our very first client, a resident to sign up, was a Jewish lady in Glen Hazel that moved into Monarchs <laughs> Branston to be uh, to be closer to family out in in, in that area. Um, we currently offer meals to all the residents. Uh, we don't have, unfortunately, a resident currently that requires kosher catering, but we would absolutely make a plan. In fact, the founders uh, sells the kosher and uh, we would make a plan for a resident and bring in food for them if necessary for, for catering kosher. Absolutely. We'd encourage it and support it as much as we could. Well, Philip, you guys have really broken down the stereotype and you've really come in cost effective in a great area. Best of luck to you. And uh, let's touch base in a few months' time, and I hope you'll have some great stories to tell us. Amazing. Thanks, Abby. I appreciate the time. Great chatting. Wonderful. That was Philip Broom, co-founder of Monarch Senior Living. Please go ahead, have a look at it, go along to the website, and just see what it's all about, because getting a comfortable place and a happy place for a senior person to live is really, really important. Philip, I can see you there on the screen. You can excuse yourself. I know you need to go. I'm just going to keep chatting for the next few minutes and answering some questions that uh, people have come in with. This time of the year, we often get a lot of questions about short-term insurance. And I just want to deal with one or two of them that have come in. I've got a scathing question here that came in a few weeks ago from a listener who's saying that she wants to move her insurance and start in December. And the insurance company is saying that they will not start in December. She either needs to start in November or she needs to start in January or she needs to have more than just a car on the insurance in December. She lives in a um, secure estate where she has, um, you know, the levies take care of the body corporate zone, responsibility for the buildings. And she just has her car that she wants to insure. So the answer to that is that those are the rules of certain companies and you just simply need to go along with them. There's no point in getting uptight and getting angry. If you are currently insured, then just stay with that insurer till January or you can move now on the 1st of November and a lot of insurers will refund you if you cancel. So it'll take a month or two for the cash flow to come out the other end and for it to balance the one to refund and the other one to charge you only pro rata. But I, I would really make certain that you understand when the one ends and when the one starts. Um, but it's very unlikely that if you're living in a, res in a secure estate, that you're only going to have a car on, unless you've split your cars with one insurer and your household content with another insurer. And, uh, you know, it might be worth your while from an admin point of view just to have everything under one roof and to make it easy for yourself with one debit order and knowing who to call in the event of anything happen to happening to any of your, your um, portable items, your vehicle, or your household contents. So that would be my, my answer over there. The other one that's come through now um, is that, that we get this time of the year a lot, is that I have claimed now for my second pool pump that has stopped working and the person who replaces has said it's got to do with load shedding. 
with the current coming through and blowing the pump. The insurer is refusing to pay for the second claim, saying that I should have taken steps to ensure that this damage does not happen again. So this person's name is Noctula, Noctulamide. I'm almost certain that when they replaced the pump the first time, they sent you something in writing to say, this is what they want done, and this is what you need to have done in order to ensure that the pump is not damaged by further power cuts and by further load shedding where the supply of electricity is inconsistent. Before you even start fighting with them, just make sure that you actually never received that letter or you were never advised because otherwise you're just going to run around in a circle because they will say they did send it to you. They can send you proof that you've sent it to you. The fact that you haven't opened it or you haven't read it is not really their issue. But, to you know, just again, please rather spend the money, get a certified, qualified electrician in, make sure you've got the right surge arresters in, you've got the right protection in to make sure that this does not happen to you again. Right, in the last two minutes, let's try squeezing two more questions. Can I have more than one funeral policy? So we just find it here. Yes, can I have more than one funeral policy? I currently have cover on my pension funded work, but I also have a private um, funeral policy that I've taken, I took out many years ago and I do not want to cancel it. And the answer is yes, you can have as many as you want. You know, you just need to again be differentiate for yourself the difference between a funeral policy that'll pay cash and a funeral policy that will take care of the arrangements. Um, the funeral policy on your pension or provident fund most probably will just give you a lump sum amount depending on who the person is and the age of the person and whether you know they are considered to be a family member or not. And in the rules, it will say it all very clearly. And the other one is where the funeral is actually taken care of. And maybe to have the two is a very, very nice idea. Because if you take a company like Avbob, you don't have to worry about a thing. They'll take care of everything. They'll take care of your cultural, your religious needs. They'll take care of the body, um, fetching it from wherever it is, preparing it, preparing the graveside. And I've got no shares in Avbob. That's just the service they provide. And at the same time, your pension fund or provident fund will be able to give you cash that you'll be able to either augment what they're offering or you'll be able to do other things with the money that will provide you peace of mind and security so that you've got a bit of cash flow in the bank account. The last questions come in, and I'm not going to be answering it in full, is to do with a will. Jerry says, I have a will that is very, very old. My wife has since passed on. Do I need to redo my will? The long and the short of it is, yes, you do. Do your will, get it up to date. It's good to discuss things. It's good to get things out in the clear and to make sure that who's ever going to deal going to deal with your estate is dealing with a will that is relevant and current. So please get it done. Craig, thanks so much for pushing the buttons. Thanks everybody for listening. We will speak to you next week.